Hello, Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Welcome, everybody, to this podcast series that's being hosted by the new Global Positive Health Institute. My name is Dr. Liana Lianoff. I'm the founder and president of the Institute, and this podcast has two kinds of uh, sessions. Some of the sessions are targeted at physicians and health professionals uh, to help them in their careers and practices with their patients. And some of these sessions are targeted to a general audience. And of course, it also applies for health professionals. And so today's chat will be a general audience chat. And I am thrilled to have as our guest, Dr. Mark Rowe. He's a family practice physician all the way in Waterford, Ireland. And he is an enthusiast for happiness science. In fact, has a book called A Prescription for Happiness that we'll hear about. And has been an active supporter of this area of integrating positive psychology types of activities to promote our health and well-being. And I look forward to learning more from you, uh, Dr. Rowe. So welcome. Thank you, Liana. Thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. So to get us started, just can you share a little bit about what got you very interested in this area of resilience, thriving and, and using some of these positive psychology types of activities? Well, Liana, for me as a family doctor, I've always been interested in people. And, you know, about 12 years ago in Ireland, we had a terrible economic crash as you did in the US. And as they say, when America gets a cold, Ireland gets double pneumonia. And, you know, I had so many patients that lost their jobs and, you know, were really living in fear of losing their, not just their livelihoods, but their homes, negative equity. And a lot of people were trapped, you know, with uh, mortgages and, and commitments. And, I was seeing people who were really struggling and they needed more than pills or Prozac, as I say, even though some people were clearly very depressed and did need medication. But in general, people needed a lot more than that. They needed new skills and strategies to support them in becoming more resilient and, you know, seeing the world through a more optimistic lens, as I did myself, because, you know, that tsunami of need uh, I found very wearing myself and I began to feel emotionally exhausted and you know I experienced some symptoms of burnout and so I began to look at you know some of these timeless truths of philosophy the Stoic philosophers like Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and Epictetus and you know the power of keeping a journal and you know, then Martin Seligman's work in positive psychology, focusing on what's strong as opposed to what's wrong. I mean, I love his his phrase when he talks about, you know, you can't change your, the experience, but you can change the explanation. And I think that's really the hallmark of resilience. And I began to discover some of these tools, for example, the power of a written gratitude practice to enhance your inner well-being, the power of reframing experiences through the lens of growth meaning and connection the power of you know really uh, what I call realistic optimism accepting and acknowledging the reality of where you find yourself right now but also understanding that you've got the power to choose you've got the power to choose 
uh, to see things through a more optimistic mindset and you've got the power to choose to take some small actionable steps that can make a real difference and when I began to implement some of these ideas uh, not just in my own life but with my patients I felt a lot better uh, doing that as did uh, some of my patients and I really began to delve deeper into this whole area and it's an area that has you know consumed me professionally ever since I did a prescription for happiness show for theatre audiences in Ireland in 2013 for World Mental Health Day and did it as an experiment really and it sold out a number of times it went around Ireland and from there people started to say you know you got to write a book about happiness and so I took some time out of my practice and in 2014 I wrote this book called A Prescription for Happiness The 10 Habits for a Healthier Happier Life. And that got you on the road to being one of the leaders in the community of health practitioners and lifestyle medicine leaders that are embracing uh, this pillar of health in the form of positive psychology, broadly defined, um, in- including our social connections and so much more that have been uh, put out by our uh, researchers and the founder of positive psychology, uh, Dr. Marty Seligman, whom yes. you've mentioned. I mean, one, one of the real things for me, Liana, is, you know, how to, you know, leverage my impact in the world to, you know, try and have a positive impact on as many people as possible and I do know that actions speak louder than words and really it's through your own actions your own living the message that you talk about that's what gives it its real authenticity so I really do understand that and that really what I've learned is really as well over the years is that the only person any of us can change really is ourselves Uh, you can certainly influence others you can encourage others but it's really having the courage to walk the walk yourself and make make the changes in your own life that can enable you, enable you to reap the benefits of great physical health, a more resilient mind and a richer emotional bank account that can enable you to flourish. So I've been really lucky, as you said, in the last few years, I've begun to deliver workshops and keynotes. And, you know, I was able to speak to the American House of Representatives about three years ago. I did a TED talk uh, in Dublin about the Doctor of the Future, but I've done all of these things, but really it's really all about how to have a more meaningful impact with people in terms of the message. And the message is really simple, that you can choose to become an active participant in your own well-being rather than a passive consumer of healthcare. You can choose small, actionable steps in your life each and every day that can really, uh, they're not going to make everything perfect because nothing ever is. And it's not going to, uh, you know, wipe, wipe out or deny negativity or stress or anxiety uh, or challenging events in life because that's what real life includes. It includes struggles and setbacks for each and every one of us. But what it will do is it will give you the tools to uh, embrace stress more effectively, to recharge, to reframe, to become more resilient, to have more, as I say, have more vitality, because I really understand now that 
every aspect of your health is so interconnected, you know, that your mind and your body and your emotion and your sense of purpose and your relationships and the environments you spend your time in all interconnect to really make a big impact on how you think, how you feel and how you act and behave each and every day. Yes, and you, you mentioned, I love the term, uh, sort of the uh, adding to our emotional bank account. Yes. And having these habits on a, a regular basis adds to the bank account so that it's there for us when we, we face difficult times. And exactly. these kinds of habits um, help us certainly to, to bounce back from difficult times. But as you're adding to that bank account, it actually makes you even better. It makes you grow and become your best self. And you're above even your your normal self uh, oftentimes in psychology we're trying to help people get just back to quote normal but with these kinds of habits you can be even better than that and and uh, fully thrive and become uh, one of the terms has been used as just anti-fragile where you're no longer uh, so uh, uh, amenable to being uh, downtrodden by uh, events that are in our lives that we cannot control. So that's that's terrific. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. For me, it's about, you know, building up a reservoir of positivity that you can draw upon when you need it most. Uh, having that buffer there. And, you know, that can really enable you to grow and to thrive and to flourish. And, you know, really to move the dial from, from what have I lost to how can I grow and develop a new sense of who you are in the world, of what matters, a new sense of your own innate strengths, perhaps a deeper sense of spirituality, a deeper appreciation for who you are and who matters in your life, and perhaps a new understanding of what your life's purpose is all about. And I think, you know, COVID over the past 12 months has really given a renewed sense of purpose and a new sense renewed sense of growth to so many people despite the significant challenges and struggles that COVID has also brought to so many of us yeah absolutely it's made us look at what's important in our lives mm -hmm. and uh, in an earlier conversation where we we're talking about that uh, need for simplicity that can really be a road to happiness and during these past uh, months uh, many of us have uh, been able to experience that by uh, the force of what's happened during the pandemic so that's uh, a very important lesson there for all of us now for the health professionals and physicians in the audience uh, is there some advice you can share about how they can help their patients with this kind of resilience and thriving? Well, you know, there are so many great ideas out there and there's so many things you could do. But, you know, I, I feel that there are some very simple things you can do that don't take much time that can really make a difference. I, I think it's really about supporting uh, patients to make positive changes so it's really, you know, meeting people wherever they're at and really figuring out where they're at in terms of their, you know, their willingness to make some positive changes in terms of how important those changes are. Do they rate those uh, changes as having a, more than a seven out of 10 in terms of importance and then more than seven out of 10 in terms of how confident they are to make changes? Because, um, you know, t talking to a patient about 
taking more exercise and movement um, you know people need to understand why that matters and then how confident are they about starting it but you know at a very simple level I, I love to encourage people to keep a gratitude practice because you know a written gratitude habit it only takes a couple of minutes uh, and simply writing down three things you feel grateful for even even doing it once or twice a week is enough to reap significant well-being benefits over a 10-week period um, encouraging people to write their best possible future selves can be great fun and um, thinking about a time in the future perhaps three years from now you know and all all your plans post-covid and all your plans in terms of your career and your relationships and your health and your dreams and your goals and your aspirations and writing that can really frame somebody into a more optimistic future uh, resilient view and then peeling it back as to well what steps can they start today to move them on that journey so i think the journal can be tremendously helpful i think expressive writing and i often encourage people that are struggling with their mental health to simply you know write a random stream of thoughts for 15 or 20 minutes three or four days in a row and you know tear it up afterwards put it in the fire whatever you don't have to show it to anybody but that simply uh, enables somebody to get that emotional toxicity out of their mind and, and onto paper and that can be so cathartic and there's been such tremendous uh, research done by people like Jamie Pennebacher in Texas backing that up and of course you know it's all about simplicity so I really encourage people to value the fundamentals of great physical health in terms of a great night's sleep having a wind down time at night um, to incorporate more exercise and movement into your day building micro moments of positivity uh, understanding that you know negative emotion is like velcro it sticks and positive emotion is like teflon it's it's fleeting so you need to bring lots of little things in uh, whether it's a good co- co- virtual conversation with a friend moving more during your day getting outdoors these small little things can make a big difference and i love of course to encourage people to get out in nature because i think nature immersing yourself in nature is so incredibly good for our soul for our emotional well-being our mental health our physical health uh it's just a reconnection with the essence of who we are yes and those micro moments of positivity Uh, can be brought about by a number of uh, these kinds of positive uh, psychology-based activities. But the most important one is that genuine, authentic connection with another in that micro moment, as the word says. Mm -hmm. And it can be also with strangers, as long as there's an authentic, genuine hello and uh, you're feeling uh, emotions of kindness towards another uh, I think, anyone else I think kindness, uh, you benefit those yeah I think yes. kindness is a great word Liana apologies for sort of cutting across you there yeah um, no go ahead but you know I just I was just thinking in in real time you know kindness I think for many people it is one of their signature strengths and for me I really do value kindness and I think as a physician choosing to be more kind in terms of um listening being fully present with somebody when you're there and um showing demonstrating to people through your you know your non-verbal communication that you are present in that moment with them Uh, i think it can make a huge difference 
And of course, this is something that's not easy to measure. And uh, it can be very difficult to measure, but the person in the room with you can certainly experience it. And uh, I think it can make a big difference. You know, in, if you look at the doctor-patient relationship, if you look at that, you've got the doctor, you've got the patient, but you've also got the relationship and the, the space and environment in which that, that communication takes place can be a space that's health enhancing or health depleting and I believe that active demonstration of values like kindness um, cost very little, take very little time but can make a big difference in terms of the quality of the interaction and more satisfied patients uh, I think help protect against physician burnout because there's a there's an improved quality to the communication and consultation process. Yes, well said. Well, as we round out this short podcast, uh, do you have any uh, resources you would recommend or any other uh, last uh, thoughts in terms of what you would like to emphasize on this very important topic of resilience and thriving there are so many great books that have been written i mean i i wrote mine called a prescription for happiness uh, but there are so many uh, brilliant people out there that have written great books so there's a there's a lot of great resources um, i have a new a monthly newsletter that's free and i review a great book each month on that it's all on my website drmarkrow.com if anybody would like to sign up for that and uh Stay tuned to this whole area of of positive health and positive psychology and lifestyle as medicine because there's some great initiatives unrolling throughout the world uh, that can really, I think, make a real sustainable difference to our practice as physicians, to our everyday lives as people and to benefit society at large as well. So thank you for having me. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us in this podcast series by the Global Positive Health Institute. Thank you to our listeners and followers, and we look forward to having you back on uh, a future uh, episode. Oh, Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Liana. Thank you. Be safe. Be well. Take care. Bye.